This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Somebody's going to break in the doors at any moment and haul us off to jail or shoot us or put us in prison. You know, that there are many of our brothers and sisters in other nations, countries of the world, that they're in prison right now. They're separated. Sometimes whole families are in prison. Every All their property is confiscated. Others are being killed and, and tortured because of their, their faith and their belief in, you know, in the gospel. I want to read you something here that, uh, that Paul said in Corinthians, and then I want us to take this a moment to remember our brothers and sisters. And I can quote this to you, but I don't have to go read it. Listen to this. <clears throat> he says here, he said, The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, he will treat with special honor. He said, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lack it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. Listen, this morning, let's do like Jesus. Jesus entered into our suffering for us, didn't he? He went to Calvary in Gethsemane. When the lashes hit his body, all of that suffering, it was for us. It wasn't for him. He didn't do it. So it's real easy with, you know, and I know you can say, well, you know, I've got things in my life, Pastor. I've got things going on in my life. Yeah, but you're not in prison. That's right. You haven't seen your family hauling off and shot in front of your eyes. I'm not making light of your troubles or your problems. I'm not. But I'm going to tell you, you know, every once in a while we need to just put our stuff aside and remember those parts of the body that are suffering. Amen. So just join with me just for a couple of minutes as we just join other Christians around the world this morning and pray for our brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, if I was in that situation, I sure won't. I won't pray with you. You don't know that people will pray for me. Amen. Father, this morning, right now, Lord, your eye is upon those who are suffering for the gospel's sake. Lord, you see them, those that are are bruised and battered, literally. Those that are in prison for the sake of the gospel. God, those that are enduring, oh God, a a torture, oh God, and have paid the ultimate sacrifice of their family. Lord, we lift them up to you before your throne of grace this morning. Father, we pray that by the spirit of might and power, 
by the grace of Almighty God that you would strengthen them in the innermost being of God that they would not, Father, be weary. They would not fail. Their strength will not fail. Their faith will not fail. But you will energize and strengthen them just as you did Jesus in Gethsemane, just as you did Jesus at Calvary. You also will strengthen our brothers and sisters, your precious servants who are giving and laying down their life for the gospel. We lift, oh God, we hold them before you. We speak healing to their bodies. We speak strength, oh God, and encouragement uh, to their spirits and to their souls, oh God. Father, to their families, we surround them with faith and love. May your angels watch over them and keep them, oh God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Even those that have laid down their lives, Father, we remember that precious in the sight of God or the death of your saints. God, we honor them as heaven honors them this morning. We honor them, our brothers and sisters that are laying down their lives for the gospel. Father, we honor them. We surround them with our love and faith and prayer this morning. God, I thank you that you are their refuge. You are their fortress. Oh God, thank you that you are the God who sees. You see every. Everyone who's in need, you see their need, you see what they're facing. Oh God, you are a very present help in their time of trouble. And we hold them up. We love them. We bless them. We honor them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Can you say amen? Amen. You know, later today or this week, God brings them to mind. You know, just leave them up. Just lift them up. I'm telling you, boy, I tell you, I'm here blessed in this country, not in prayer. You can only imagine what they're facing and what they need. And listen, you know, the enemy wants to tell you, you know, well, what good for your prayer? I'm telling you, the effectual, fervent prayer of a person who's been made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ avails much. Amen. As soon as you hear that, that, that devil gives you that thought, you know, boy, I'll tell you what, my prayer is working. Amen. He says they're not. God says they are. Who you going to believe? Amen. Amen. Well, all this month, we're going to be talking about being thankful. Amen. I know Thanksgiving's coming up, and my title today is Thanksgiving is more than a holiday. Amen. We're going to talk about all our series, in our series this month, about, about the power of being thankful. Not only when everything's going right. I mean, that's kind of easy to do when everything's going your way. And, yeah. and we should be thankful. Don't misunderstand me. We need to be thankful when things are going. When we, we're seeing the blessing of God. And everything is, is, you know, is turning up roses, as they say. I mean, absolutely you should be thankful. But we're also going to find out the importance of the weapon of being thankful. Having a, a grateful, thankful heart. And giving, voicing that thanksgiving when things are not going so well. And let's face it, we face both things, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been in seasons where, you know, man, things were just, man, they were just, everything was coming up my way. Boy, that's a good time, isn't it? It's wonderful. I like it, don't misunderstand me. But I've had my share of the other stuff, too. And I've learned that, you know, as important as it is to be thankful when things are going well, it's even more important when things are not going the way you want them to. When things are not going the way that you're praying or believing or, or, or what God says concerning your life. So this one I want to introduce it that Thanksgiving, the beginning of thanks by us as believers, is more than just a holiday on the fourth Thursday in November. Amen. It's, it's bigger than that. 
you know, I, Thanksgiving, you know, the holiday for most Americans is, uh, is about a day of food, family, and football. And I like all those things. You know, but, you know, for us who are believers, it's more than that. It's a heart attitude, isn't it? It's a heart attitude and a remembrance of who God is and what He has done. Amen. And what He's provided. It's absolutely important. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Colossians chapter 3. And we'll, we'll start there. You know, I found out that this thing about thankfulness and thanksgiving, you know, it's all about a heart attitude, isn't it? I can either have a heart, a heart attitude of gratitude or I can have a heart attitude of griping, complaining. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I promise you, you're going to be one or the other. Man, you meet some people that hey, all, they, all you ever hear from them is, you know, what's wrong? What's not right? What's crooked in their life? What's broken in their life? What, you know, what hadn't happened in their life? What God hadn't come through with? Well, there are times when we need to share that with one another. But if that's all you ever do, I mean, you need to adjust your heart attitude. There should be a lot more gratitude flowing than griping. Amen? And complaining. Now, we all remember the children of Israel, don't we? Where did complaining get them? It sure held them back from God's best, didn't it? I mean, they could literally look over there and see the blessing of God. Right over there, across that river. There's the land of promise. It's right there. Wow. How could that? I mean, it's right. It's right there. <laughs> See that Caleb? Yeah, I see it. But you know what? There was about two or three million that, for whatever reason, that they couldn't get there. And the thing they held back was their moaning and groaning and complaining. I mean, I mean, God brought them out with a mighty hand of miracles. And I mean, from day one, they were grinding. If he split the Red Sea, they wanted to know why they didn't build an airplane. <laughs> If they fed a manna, they wanted quail. Didn't matter whatever God did. I mean, boy, they found something that was wrong. Yeah. And you know, I found this out, you know, and we know this, this is reality. Not everything. There's no time when everything in your life is perfect. That's right. But it's not all wrong either. That's right. And so it's all about our attitude has to, and our gratitude or our griping has to do with our focus, doesn't it? Colossians <laughs> 3, verse 17. He says, in whatever you do, <clears throat> whether in word, that, you know, word, that's that stuff that comes out of your mouth. Those are those things that come out of your mouth. Words. Whatever you do, in word or deed. Word or deed. Say that with me. Word or deed. Yeah. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, you know, it might help you if if. You know, we all have different kinds of personalities, don't we? I told you my mom, I love my mom. She's with the Lord. She, she was a wonderful mom in so many ways. But, I mean, there were some things she just didn't know. But she was a champion warrior. And you know what came out of her mouth? It was worry. It was fear. It was worry. You know, and we all have certain, maybe maybe the way we were raised or different things. Or, you know, our environment, all those things try to shape us. But, you know... Let's, let's get into the Word of God and let the Word of God and the Holy Spirit reshape us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Reshape us. But you know, 
maybe if, if you're prone to, uh, you know, complaining or griping a little bit more than you ought to, the next time you get ready to complain, say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God don't do nothing. Now that sounded strange, didn't it? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I never get healed. Now, I'm, I, that's what he just said. I'm just saying it out. So when you hear it, it say we read that, we go. But say it out loud. And it just don't, it doesn't add up, does it? He said, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, here's the other part. Giving thanks. To God the Father through Him. Giving things. We need to be a thankful people. We need to cultivate an attitude of gratitude, not griping. I'm telling you, God is good to us. He's good to His people. He's a good God. He's a loving Father. Amen? He's not out to make life hard on you. He's not out to get you except in a good way. Amen? Yeah, He wants to get you. He wants to get you saved. He wants to get you forgiven. He wants to get you healed. He wants to get you where your needs are met. Yeah, He wants to get you. He wants to get you into His peace. He wants to get you into His kingdom. Yeah, He wants to get you all right. Isn't it amazing? I mean, next month we're going to talk about a mythical person called Santa Claus. And we're in all these songs and things, you know, people, and I'm not... Kicking it. You know, I'm just saying, you know, we sing about all these things about how old Santa's so good and he's going to come bring you something home. But here's Father God who is real. And yet we want to die and believe, you know, God don't want to give me nothing. Yeah, exactly. I know what Pastor said, but God really don't do it for me in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Make sure you add that. Because he said, whatever you say or do, might cure you a little bit. And the thing about when we praise, when we're thankful, it focuses us on God, doesn't it? I don't man, I'm telling you, I, I, you know, just like everybody else, we all got our stories about the stuff we have gone through or we are going through, you know. And like I always say, you're, you're either in the middle of something, just came out of something, or about to go into something. That's the world we live in. I wish I could get all those ducks right there in the road and then just freeze them, right? Okay, life's good. But that's not life, is it? That's not reality. Thank God for that. But, but when we're thankful, even when things are not going well, <clears throat> it changes my focus off of my problems and off of everything. And we're not saying they're not real. Sure, they're real. But it's taking my focus off of them and it's putting my focus on the Father. Paul said in another place, he said, set your affection, set your thinking, set your thoughts on things which are above. Amen. Above what? Above your problems. Amen. Above your needs. Amen. Above your troubles. Amen. Above everything that's not right in your life. It, that's what Thanksgiving does. You can't be, begin to be thankful to God for who He is, for what He has done, through the Lord Jesus Christ, for all of His grace, for all of His blessings, for all the promises. I mean, it won't be long, but I'm telling you what, faith will rise up in your heart. And you're going to look at those problems and you're going to see them as they really are. Yeah. This being, not that being. 
focusing on my Heavenly Father. And I'm telling you, that's what we're, our focus has to be, especially when times are going different. Are different. Isn't that right? I need to focus on Him. Thanksgiving helps us to do that. Amen? You're going to be a thankful person. Are you going to give thanksgiving to God? It also focuses us on our heavenly inheritance. Turn back there and look at Ephesians chapter 1. Let me just remind you. He said verse 3, chapter 1 of Ephesians verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, I like Paul, don't you? Yes. Man, I'm telling you. I can see Paul when he's out there, you know, grabbing a hold of a plank on that ship when it had been shipwrecked. He's a day and a night in the deep. You know, I can just hear him out there saying, God, I just don't understand why this happened to me. Here I am. I'm on the way where you said to go preach the gospel. And this is what you get. This is what I'm telling you. I'm wet. I'm telling you my feet. I, I mean, I got so many. I got wrinkles on top of wrinkles from being out here floating around for almost two days. Oh, God, here I am. Get beat up again. No. Paul says, Man, he starts off, he starts off his letter, he said, Praise be unto God. He was a person of thanksgiving. Notice what he says here. The reason is, who has blessed us? Say that with me. Who has blessed us? Let's make it personal. Who has blessed me? In the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Hallelujah. Well, I start thinking about that, man. I can get some Thanksgiving worked up here real quick. I can start being thankful. I can remember that, you know, that all my sins are forgiven. That as far as, as, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed them all from me, Thomas. And he said he'd never, he would never remember them again. Amen. He said that because I'm in Christ Jesus, I'm a brand new creature. I'm a child of God. I'm a joint heir of Jesus and an heir of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen. When an enemy comes to give me one way, he's going to flee against me seven ways. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm the brother, not the knee. Whatever I put my hand to, it prospers. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. My God's a son and a shield to me. Boy, you start playing about And that's, that's not even everyone. That's just a few. That's enough to get you wood going. It ain't too wet. Focusing on my Heavenly Father, focusing on my inheritance. This is the power of thanksgiving. I'm giving thanks to God. Yeah. At all times and in all seasons of my life, I'm remembering who God is. I'm remembering what He's provided. And I'm going to let thanksgiving well up to God. I'm telling you, a thankful person will also become a worshiper. Worship. If you have problems worshiping God, it might be that you, maybe you're Thanksgiving is a little too low. You need to elevate your Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen? Amen? Absolutely. Thanksgiving anchors me to God. Now listen, at the end of all our words, it's attached to someone. Amen. You speak fear, you speak discouragement, doubt, Lack and all that kind of stuff. Listen, there's somebody on the other end of that called the D-E-V-I-L. Yeah. And he watches over his words to perform. Just like God watches over his words to But when I'm thankful, somebody else is anchored to that, and that's Father God. Yeah. Amen. And now what you said, he said, he said, 
He said, whatsoever things you desire, or he said, and whatever things you say. Now he didn't just say whatever good things you say. He said, whatever you say. <laughs> what do you say? See, if you if you're groaning and complaining and crying, I mean that's what kept the children of Israel out. They, they were their own worst enemy. God didn't keep them out. Their mouth kept them out. Their heart attitude kept them out. God's not holding back the blessing from you. It could be, might not be this, but it could be that you're driving them complaining. There's somebody attached to that. But if you start being thankful to God and remembering Him and who He is and His promises, then somebody's anchored to that too. And this God, He said, I will watch over my word to perform it. To make it good. Well, I'd rather have God watching over my words than that other character watching over my words. Well, it's good preaching, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. We know this. Hebrews 6 19. You don't have to turn there. You can if you want to. But, you know, it talks about that God is an anchor. He's an anchor for our soul. And, you know, I found out, you know, the soulish part, you know, the Bible says that, that we are spirit, soul, and body, right? right. We know our spirits, that, that's that inner part of us that was made new at the new birth. That's the part that's like God. And our soul, uh, along with other things, has to do with our will and our emotions, doesn't it? Our thinking. That's where the problem's at, isn't it? When problems come into my life, you know, it's not my spirit that's down. It's, man, it's my emotions that take the first hit in their life. Man, my emotions want to go, hmm. And then if I listen to my emotions, my brain kicks in. It's like, hmm. Come on. Come on. But he says, thanksgiving attaches us to God, and it, it becomes an anchor for our soul so that we have hope that even though we're going through this, yes, it's real. We're not denying it's real. Our circumstances are real. But my hope is in God. Because my hope is in God, I can give thanksgiving. I can have courage. I can have an expectation that this thing came to pass. Amen. It's not staying. I'm not camping in the wilderness. I might go through a stretch, but I'm not staying there. I'm not moving in. Amen. I'm not having a change of address label made up. I'm passing through there. Amen. Just, uh, I just tell it up. Just keep, just keep the mail going to my heavenly address. That's where I live. <laughs> so we trust. Thanksgiving allows us to focus on what we can't say. So we trust in the unseen. Isn't that what we're about? Isn't that what faith is about? We're trusting in the unseen. Most of us haven't seen Jesus. Most of us haven't seen the Heavenly Father, literally. Most of us haven't seen our Heavenly Home yet, but we're trusting in that. If we can trust in that, we can certainly trust in God's promises for provision in this life. If He can do that which is greatest, He can certainly do that which is least. Amen? Amen. He can pay your car payment. He can pay your bill. He can heal your sick body. He can bring that son or daughter back here to the kingdom. See, when I start praising God, see, if some people would just stop praying and stop griping and just start praising and thanking God, you'd see a breakthrough in your life. Amen. 
Jesus said, when you pray, believe. And see, Thanksgiving helps me to stay in that believing mode, if you will. That believing attitude. I start thanking God. See, because I've been there before, man. Problems come or something. I'm going to act on the word. I'm going to do what Jesus said to me. Amen? If you ain't doing that, none of this matters. But you know, I, I pray, I believe I receive, you know, and, you know, and the next thing you know, man, I'm telling you, my eyes get on the wrong thing. The problem, the circumstance, I know you've never been Especially you lay your head down at night, that does a lot better. Boy, he, he likes the night season. You ever notice that? Man, that, I mean, you go through the day, you know, God, that yeah, thing's great, you lay your head down, and then 15,000 thoughts come by, everything is wrong. The man is coming, and say, you know, you pick that thing up, don't you? You see, that's, that's what Thanksgiving helps us, what? To fight that battle. We don't need to pray the prayer again. You know what we need to do? We need to start giving thanks to God. Thanks to God for who He is. For the Lord is good, and His mercy endureth forever. Jesus said, He that asked, receive it. Those that seek, find. Those that not, it shall be given. If any man or woman lack wisdom, let him ask of God. He gives to all, everyone liberally, and does not find fault. Man, I don't need to start giving thanks to God. I don't need to pray that prayer again. I just need to get my focus back on my Heavenly Father through thanksgiving. And see, all of a sudden, my emotions, my thoughts, get angry at God. <clears throat> A hope, we hope in God's word. It's a heavenly hope, isn't it? Yes. Romans 8, I'm going to read you scripture over there. Romans 8, 24 and 25. Listen to this. He said, For in this hope we are saved. Well, let me we'll back up. Verse 23. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. The redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Yeah. I mean, when you've got it in your hand, you don't need to hope for it. you got it. Hope has to do with the unseen, doesn't it? Yeah. That's what he's saying here. And when I'm, when I'm offering up thanksgiving to God, you know what? It's, that hope is tying me to the person of Father God, to the promises of Father God, to what Jesus has already done for me. Man, my hope is in the unseen. It may be unseen, but it's not unreal. Amen. Are you listening? Just because it's unseen, it's not unreal. You may not see heaven yet, but it's real. You may not see the promise yet, but it doesn't mean it's not real. Hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hope for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have, yet have, we wait for it patiently. Yeah. The Bible says, by faith and patience, yes. the, the saints of old obtain the promise. Yeah. And here's the thing. We have to have faith and patience together yeah. to, 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 to receive the promise of God. And what it is, when we become thankful, we put patience to work. Pray to God. Man, I'm telling you what. You know, sometimes it's good to just rehearse what God has already done. Now what David did? David was facing the biggest challenge to date of his life when Goliath came out. That was the biggest challenge to that point in his life David had ever faced. You know, love the challenges of life, the tests of life. We don't get a dress rehearsal for it. 
You don't get to rehearse it about 10 times. You don't get to practice it about 10 times and then you face it. No, I'm telling you, when life problems and troubles, difficulties land, I mean, man, at that point, that's the biggest test you've ever faced. You don't get to practice it. And for David, it was Goliath. That was the biggest giant he had ever faced in his life. Maybe you're facing something. It's the biggest test. It's the most difficult place you've ever been in. Let me give you some uh, uh, advice and counsel based on David's life. When he was facing Goliath, I mean, Goliath came out there. I mean, reports, you know, some reports, depending on, you know, he was at least nine or ten feet high. That's a big dude. Can you imagine him in the ring with a guy that big? I mean, if you've seen any of these football players when they show them up close now, see when they show them up way up here from the cameras, you think, oh, but man, they, they show a regular person next to one of these guys. <laughs> you think about it. He must have brought his boy with him to work. No, that, that's the coach. I mean, these guys, I mean, they're six, 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 eight, weigh 340. Well, Goliath was about nine to ten feet. Wow. You might not think that way. I mean, well, those guys look like his boy. Yeah. He was a big guy. But you know what David did? He, he told the king, he said, listen, king. And I'm telling you, he was telling all to himself too. He said, he said, I faced the lion and I faced the bear. And God delivered them both into my hands. And this uncircumcised Philistine giant will be no So sometimes when we're facing our biggest test today, we need to just remember. Hey, the lion and the bear. Because at one time, that was the biggest test you've ever faced. Amen? I remember the first time I ever needed a hundred dollars. Woo, see that? Now, to see y'all, you guys, man, you got to roll them in your pocket, right? But I'm telling you back, back then, a hundred dollars was big. It was big. I mean, it was big. I can remember, you know, and then the next time I can remember the first time I believed for a thousand dollars. I mean, you think a hundred, a thousand. I'm probably going to need about a thousand angels for that. <laughs> I'm thinking in that day. But you know, as we grow and as we learn, and one of the ways we do that is by having a heart of gratitude and rehearsing what God has done. What has he done? Has God done something for you? Can you remember a test or trial that you thought at the time, man, this is it? Oh, man, this is it. This is it. But God brought you through. He brought you through. He provided for you. He healed your body. He delivered uh, that loved one. Whatever it might have been, man, that's, that's what you need to do. Remind yourself. That's what Thanksgiving is about. A heavenly home. And offering Thanksgiving to God. Let's, let's turn over. Start to close here. Psalm 100. Is this helping you, Andy? Yes. See, it's more than a holiday. Aren't you glad? Man, every day can be Thanksgiving for us who Man, I don't matter. I don't care. Man, if the wrong kind of turkey shows up, I can still be Thanksgiving. <laughs> that turkey's the devil. Amen. I can still be thankful. Psalm 100. Probably most of you know this one probably by heart. But listen to this. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Yes. Amen. See, 
some people, you know, your joy tank is low. So how do you know? I see it on you. Amen. If you're full of joy, you know what? Your face is going to show it. Your words are going to reveal it. And if you're full of that other stuff, that's going to come out. Hey, don't get mad. That's what Jesus said. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. The countenance is going to reveal. He said, Worship the Lord with gladness, yeah. not sadness. Come before Him with joyful song. Yeah. King James says, Come before Him with thanksgiving. Well, that's what thanksgiving is about. It's joyful. Yeah. You don't come before Him, you know, like anybody remember Eeyore out of the. <laughs> Read the Pooh series. Oh, we are you know, have time to see. Oh, thank you. Oh, right. You know what? You see, what is it? Piggy or Piglet come along and he's just bouncing around, or whoever it was. Tigger, yeah, he bounced around, he just had to go. Well, see, let's be more like Tigger than Eeyore. He said, with joyful songs, know that the Lord is good. Yeah. Know that the Lord is good. I'm telling you, if you fill your heart and your mouth with thanksgiving, you will know that the Lord is good. Because you be reminding yourself day in and day out, the Lord is good. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what my circumstances. I know this. The Lord is good. And He will deliver me. He has delivered me. He will deliver me. And He does deliver me. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Woo, I'm in God's pasture. I don't know where, which one you're in, but I'm in God's pasture. His pasture is good. It's green. Amen. It's resting. There's streams of living water flowing in God's pasture. In whose gates with thanksgiving. Why don't we start our service with worship? This very reason. We almost need worship to be twice as long. Because the first half, it's all those people who, you know, come in like Eeyore. It takes them about 15 to 20 minutes just to get to the place of worship. Come on. Listen, you need to be praying for the worship team. Yes. I'll tell you, I, I think what would be good, worship team, y'all tell me if y'all agree with it. Sometimes if some of them had to get up here <laughs> and look out there and try to leave. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. I'm telling you. You know, they're up here and they're worshiping away. They look out there and you know. <laughs> I will cry. I'm telling you what, you have, to, you have to do it by faith. Peter's gave us thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever, and his faithfulness continues through all generations. Offering thanksgiving to God it reminds us who He is, reminds us what He has done, and reminds us what He has promised. Amen. 
I hope you have a blessed holiday when it comes around. But listen, every day is a day of Thanksgiving. When we know the Father, when we know He's good, when we taste it and see that the Lord is good, when His mercy, His forgiveness, His, his, his long suffering, His, his patience, His goodness, His. his Oh man, I, I just, you just have to start talking in tongues. <laughs> but I won't do that because it wouldn't edify me. It edified me, but it wouldn't edify me. But God, He's generous, isn't He? He's lavish. Oh, He is. God's not stingy. Oh, He longs to do so much for us. And I think it would make a Big, big difference in our lives if we would just learn to be a people of gratitude. Yeah. To give thanks to God all through the day, just at different times. You don't, you don't have to say it out loud or tell it, just in your heart, you can give thanks to God. Thank you, Father. I love you. are so kind. You're so kind. You know, that way, if you do that when the devil comes with accusing, you'll know right away who it is. Amen. Amen. Well, let me give you some action points here. Let me ask you some questions here. Are you a person of gratitude or pride? If you're married, you might have to ask your spouse. <laughs> Just to get an objective. Or if you're not, ask your closest friend. You know, that person that you're around and you're yourself and you're with them. Don't ask the church people on Sunday morning. <laughs> They're going to give you a nice churchy answer. I guess ask one of your co-workers. On the meadows now, haven't you? you know, we're all thankful at church, but you know, Monday morning comes at work, it's right, 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 here we go. Griping about our job, griping about how I look like getting paid, griping about my supervisor, griping about this, griping about that. How's that working out for you? Not only are you not getting paid what you're worth, you're not even enjoying where you're working. You know, here's the thing I find out. If you become thankful, it really does help you to go through the difficulty and the test and the trial a whole lot better. Are you anchored to God or to your problems? See, if you're griping and complaining, I already know you're anchored to your problems. That's what you're thinking about. That's what's on your mind all the time. I mean, it's got your full attention. No wonder you're sad. That's hard to get happy about your problems, isn't it? We're not saying you're giving thanks because you're sick. We're not saying you're giving thanks because you don't have enough. That's not what we're saying at all. In spite of that, we're saying, I'm focusing on God, on who He is, on what He's promised to heal my body and to provide everything, all of my needs, according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm focusing on that. I'm giving thanks for that. And it helps me go through and get to the place where I want to be. Amen. And then, let me just encourage you. Begin today... To give thanksgiving to God. But we like Pharaoh to say tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. The Bible always says, God is ready to do something. It's today. Amen. When it comes to these things, when it comes to the blessing of God, when it comes to salvation and healing, it's not one day. Now, we know there's some things with His will for our life that, that there's a walking out of. But today, God wants to do what He's promised to do. Amen. 
Well, he's provided for you. And it might be to start, though, because, you know, we have our part to play. God's promised. God's done the work. But we have to receive it. See, that, that's the problem. If it, just, if it was just automatic because Jesus had done it, we'd all have it made. I wouldn't have to pray. I wouldn't have to believe. I wouldn't have to do anything. I'd just throw like a bump on the log and let God just pour it on me. There's some Christians that's got that idea about it. But we have to do our part. And that is what? That we release something from the inside of us that the Bible calls faith. Amen. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. And he that comes to God must believe that he is and, everybody say and. and. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder. He rewards faith. He doesn't reward you, you know, uh, giving your body to be burned and giving all that you own up and all that. Paul made that clear, didn't he? But he does honor faith. And so this morning, gratitude, that to the gratitude and faithfulness, it has to come from a heart of faith. Because we're dealing with things not seen like in our life right now. Our life may look like the very opposite of what we're giving thanks for. That takes faith. But the Bible says that he will reward the person of faith. Not the person who's got it all together. Not the person who's done everything just right, crossed every T, dotted every I. The person who will simply say, God, I believe that Jesus has already taken care of it. I believe that you are a good God and that if you have promised it, you will surely perform it. I believe it. I believe it in the face of my difficulties, in the face of my problems. I believe it. Yes. Now here's the thing. You can do that. You can do that. You can. You say, yeah, but I just don't. I know I don't. But God does. But you can do that. Here's what I want us to do. I want us. Anybody facing anything? Let me just see. Test the Absolutely. You know what? That's normal. Amen. If nobody raise your hand, I know. Man, we need to get off call for mine. Right? Then we just stop this and change it. Maybe not everybody, but. You know, and I understand you might be going through a pretty good time. But, you know, for, for most of us, you know, handlers, because of something. If not for me, it might be for somebody in your family. You know, it goes out beyond just ourselves. But here's what I want us to do. You know, for whatever you're, you're facing, I want you to write down just to think about uh, that for a second. Of course, it's probably going to think long. Probably most of us, you probably are like that right there at you. But I want you to think of the goodness of God. I want you to think about the love of God. For God so loved, He gave His very best for you. We sung that song, You Know My Name. That's more than just a nice song. It's a truth. It's a reality. God knows your name. The creator of the universe, the redeemer of our lives and our soul, He knows your name. Let's, let's make that personal. He knows my name. So He knows your name. Knows your neighbor. So right now, I want you to think about the goodness of God, the mercy of God, and think about the promise of God. It is sickness in your body. The Bible says that Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your diseases. By His stripes you were healed. The Bible says, says uh, "Bless the Lord." The psalmist said, "My soul, get not all His benefits." 
Here's the gifts of all my iniquities. Maybe you've blown it. Maybe you, you've sinned. Maybe you just big time. Listen, he forgives all your iniquities. And then the next verse says he heals all your diseases. My God shall supply all of your needs. Whatever it is. But whatever it is, I want us just to take a moment. Focus on the promise. And even in the face of our problems, and let's give thanks to God. Can we do that? Would you mind just standing? And let's just, if, you, if you're able to, would you just lift your hands or at least one hand? Just, just saying, God, the Father, right now, just, just start giving thanks to God. Father, we give thanks to you. We thank you because you're a good God. You're a good Father. You're a kind Father. You're full of generosity. You're full of forgiveness. You're full of healing. You supply all of our needs according to the riches in Christ Jesus. You're the God who delivers us from the snare of the wicked one. Father, we declare that no weapon formed against us will prosper. We thank you, Lord, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Great is our God and great is to be praised. We bless you, O God. You are a kind and loving Father. You are a mighty Savior who delivers us from every work of darkness. We are heirs of God. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We bless you. We thank you for your deliverance. We thank you for your healing. We thank you for your provision and salvation. Blessed be the Lord our God. Oh God. Mercy, God of love, God of grace, God of wonder, God of power. Nothing is too hard for you. Oh, we are thankful. We are thankful. We are thankful. We bless your holy name. Wonderful Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Thank you, Father. We lift our focus upon you. We look in your face. We see your glory. We see your grace. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Oh, in righteousness he you've redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. There is therefore now no condemnation to us for in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life is set us free from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Father. We are your children. We are your children. We're the sheep of your pastor. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You are the good shepherd. You're the lover of our souls. Blessing and glory and honor and power be forever and ever and ever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We cast every care over you. Every worry, every fear. We cast it over on you. Oh, thank you, Lord. You said ask and we receive. Thank you, Father. Now, right now, whatever you need from God, you ask him. You ask him. He lives for your life. Whatever it is, you ask him right now. Father, you said if we ask anything in the name of Jesus, you hear us. You provide for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you. In the midst of the storm, we thank you. Oh, everything around us looks dark. We declare that the light of your promise of your love shines into our hearts. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Man, I tell you, we don't go by feelings. Doesn't that make you feel good? Yeah. That's how you get your feelings in life. You say your feelings to shut up. We're going to get our thanksgiving going. We're going to get our gratitude going. Right? Shut up. We're going to get the gratitude going. Well, before we leave, you know, we've got our names up here. These are names of family members, loved ones, neighbors, co-workers, different ones, sons, daughters, spouses, grandpa, granddad, people that are precious. Not only to us, but precious in knowledge to God. So before we leave, we always we want to pray. Thank you. We want to, to pray for you. So if you wouldn't mind, if you can, just stretch your hand up this way as an act of faith. We can all do it around the small. We can stretch our faith. Father, you see, these are living, breathing creations of you. You gave them life. You breathed life into them. You brought them into this world. And you're not willing that they should perish. So, Father, we just lift them up and give them for the throne of grace, the throne of mercy. Father, may their hearts be open to your love and your grace as you open the heart of media to the gospel. Father, open their hearts to the gospel. Send labors across their path. God, we're believing for salvation, for deliverance, for our loved ones, for our friends, for our neighbors. Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, we bind the hand of the enemy. We break the power of darkness and the sea off of them. We break the power of bitterness off of them. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we claim their, we claim their salvation. We claim their salvation. We call them into the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. God's people said it. Amen and amen. Pastor Walt's going to come. He's got some announcements and then he's going to come. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.